When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. Um, still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. I, I, I can have it. You, you, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Archery season has sadly come and gone, but your shooting does not have to stop there thanks to Williams Archery's indoor range. They offer hands-on shooting lessons and they run indoor shooting leagues throughout the off-season. Now is also a great time to go get the repairs done that you've been putting off all season. You can also check out their new bow lines of Hoyt, PSE, Elite, Bear, Parker, and more. The new bows are awesome. Tell them you heard about Williams Archery on the Whitetail Distraction Podcast when you give them a call at 724 727-9660. The Orange Army is closing in, so be safe and good luck this rifle season. Welcome to episode 17 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in my basement today, Charles (laughs) Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm warm. (laughs) It is a lot warmer in here. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm kind of enjoying being in the basement, but you know, it is what it is. New views. You know, we still got some mounts down here to look at. We got a big liquor shelf, so I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, it's not as homey as the rack shack because that's what we know and that's what we love, but I'm enjoying being warm and cozy. I am too. And it's hard on the equipment out there when it's that cold. It's hard on everything out there when it's that cold, man. It's miserable. My feet's is cold. Those heaters just don't do it, man. No, no. I have, we used heaters in the camper for this Ohio trip, but we just got it back from it. Uh, they worked out pretty good, you know, for a fairly uninsulated camper with two heaters running and we had it blast into like 75 degrees in there Ooh. at night yeah, and then we turn it way down during the day when we weren't there and then come back man i don't care i could have put it up to 80 it's just so nice to sleep and not freeze <laughs> i couldn't agree anymore the dude. first year we went out there and hunted it was like eight degrees all week long beautiful never got out of the teens and we froze our butts off it happened it's called hunting man Oh, it was, it was, 
rugged. When you when you're outside in the weather and the conditions for that long for like a ten day hunt, you expect it. Oh man, but it wears on you. I can only imagine. I mean, like people say, like when you're out in the heat, it drains you. Being mm-hmm. out in the cold drains you just as much, man. Hell yeah. Especially if you're out there grinding like you were on a what eight day trip. We ended up being out there for nine days. We ended up hunting eight of those days. So we did pretty good, especially with the weather we got. I mean, the weather this week's been pretty crappy. Yeah. Yeah. We got an ice storm. We got some snow. The snow is okay, but that ice was yeah. brutal. A lot of rain. A lot of rain. It's yeah. really affected some of the places we hunted. And I'll get into that because it, it kind of threw a curveball into our plans. Yeah. I mean, it happened, bit. man. It happened. But yeah. let's get into your rutcation recap. Yeah. It wasn't really rutcation because I'm not working. But <laughs> <laughs> it was more or less just a hunting trip. Um, this year was a little different for us. You know, it was just myself, my younger brother, Joe. My dad came out with us and my dad's friend, Brubby. And we started off with the four of us, but my dad was experiencing back spasms and all kinds of bad stuff going on with his back. He jacked his back up in the regular archery season here in PA. The night he shot his buck, we were help- I was helping him drag it out on the deer cart and a log got stuck into the tire and just jarred the the cart sideways as he was holding on to it and it just something in his back just clicked out of place whenever that happened and it hasn't been the same since so that's no bueno man he was feeling better and he he made the trip originally and i think he stayed for two two days and on the third day i think he he headed home to hit the couch with some heating pad and more medication hopefully to try to fix things oh yeah oh, you yeah. know get him healthy for Maybe extended archery or um, down the road we'll head over to Ohio and get... Because he, he bought his tags and stuff. He never even got to go hunting. Yep, yep. So I was going to say, let's start off with where you went, but you just said mm-hmm. Ohio. Yeah, we went to Ohio, southern Ohio. Uh, it was the three of us then left in the trip. And we've gone here now for the past... We've gone here twice before, but it was like skip a year hunt, skip a year hunt. You know. Yeah. So we've had somewhere in between each year. And two out of the three years, or two out of the two of the years before this one, we've you know we've taken Pope and Young bucks out. Yeah, um, and it's been really good. We've killed three bucks in two years hunting down there. So it's usually been a solid area for you guys. A real good area, and it seemed like uh, after that first day, we got down there. We got down early so we could hunt the afternoon. Got everything unloaded, all camp set up, ready to go. And we've decided we were going to go out in the afternoon. So Joe and I went down a couple Sundays ago. And we decided we were going to do like a hunting, scouting, pre-hunt trip. Yep. And we found a nice new area that we really like. So I went in. I said, you know what? I'm going to try that new area out. I'm going to go in and kind of scout my way in and hunt. Just do a little hanging hunt. And he went over and set up his ladder. And I think he hunted that in the afternoon where he killed his buck a couple yeah. of years prior. So I got in there and I got up in my stand. And man, I, well, I was walking into the stand. And it's a nice area. I mean, there's like a little triangle of this big high grassy field on the left side of the triangle is a deep creek it's probably six foot wide by six foot deep and with all the rain we got it was real deep so that side is kind of like your typical creek bottom vegetation and on the other side you have a hillside with hard timber your oak trees you know wide open woods and then on the right side of that grassy field you have just this nasty gnarly like perfect rabbitat type vegetation <laughs> i know? love the rabbitat <laughs> perfect rabbitat just just high nasty thick stuff and it's kind of a little creek that runs off through there so i'm walking down and i'm catching some really big tracks coming back in and i'm 
right off the bat, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm already in on this. This is perfect. You know, and I've done my map scouting. I knew where I wanted to get to. In the back end of this triangle, you know, you have thick on each side, and in the very back is just this huge swamp. Yeah, it's good. Nice transition yeah, area. It's beautiful. I mean, you got all these different vegetations coming into one area. So I get back in there, and I'm looking around. And I, what I didn't realize, it doesn't show in the map, is off of that main creek to my left, there's like this ditch runoff. And it runs all the way up. That's what kind of makes that triangle with the field and the real thick vegetation on the right. This ditch is probably just wide enough you can't jump across it and just deep enough I can't get across with my my rubber boots, Yeah, my knee-high rubber boots. I mean, it probably would have been about thigh-high. So I'm looking at it, and I see the tree I want to get into. It's a pin oak, and it's going to be a pain in the ass, and I already know it, but I'm in early. I'm like, all right, no problem. And I look over to my right, 15 yards away is a perfect little bout. Two foot wide section. I'm like, I can jump over that easy with my stand on my back and everything. No problem. Yep. I take two steps towards it and I hear deer get up and jump. And I hear, I'm like, oh shit. And I never saw it. It's real thick in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. I know exactly what that is. I'm like, I jumped a deer. And I'm, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, all the different podcasts you listen to that tell you, you know, if you jump a deer, don't worry about it. You're, you know, you got to stay positive. You're at least in the right area. I didn't know if it was a big doe, you know, if it was a big buck, but I'm texting you, I'm texting everyone back, you know, just jumped a deer, could be, you know, the next swamp donkey. It sounded huge. It sounded huge. And then I, I saw those that. big tracks coming into it, you know, and there are big beds right by the tree. So I'm like, oh, well, screw it. I go and I cross the little ditch and I get up in my tree and it takes me about an hour to hang up in this pin oak. I mean, it's just one branch after another. That's a long hang, man. Dude, it was rough. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to take three breaks. Oh, yeah. I'm hanging there my, just because my arms are so sore. I'm sweating. You know, it's probably 38 degrees. And I'm sweating. Yeah, that's no good. No. So I finally get up in. And it's kind of freaky because the tree is right on the edge of that ditch. And I'm hanging over top. So if I drop anything, it's going right into that ditch of water. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So I'm like holding on to my phone for dear life. I'm like, <laughs> oh, don't drop my phone. It just goes straight into the water. But I'm sitting there and the evening's closing in and... Next thing you know, I start hearing crunch, crunch, crunch from that big hillside with the open timber on the other side. And I look up and I'm looking with my eyes and I can see a buck coming down the hill. And I'm like, Ooh, good buck. You know, and at this point, he's probably 120 yards, but you could just tell. Oh, yeah. Here comes the rack. And I'm like, oh, shit, here he Didn't comes. Didn't even need the binos. Nope. No binos necessary. He comes right out to the edge of that creek, probably 50 yards away. And he's just like eyeballing, scanning back and forth on my big high grassy field. Oh, shit. Come on, buddy, cross it. You know, come right to me. So he starts to work his way down the creek bottom away from me. I hit my grunt call a couple times. Absolutely nothing. No response at all. So I give him a snort wheeze, mm. which is aggressive move. But I'm, you know, I've watched enough Facebook videos. I know what I'm doing. All right, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I watched YouTube. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I watched enough videos. I know what's up. <laughs> but to, miraculously, you know, and I, I figured it was at first. To be honest, I didn't want to call it to the deer. I figured I already knew where he's bedding. I'm guessing it's the same deer I jumped. He just did a big circle and he was coming back. And I figured I could get in on him the next day, you know, if he doesn't know I'm here. So I'm like, yeah, screw that. I'm going to try to kill this deer. So I snort Absolutely. wheeze. Yeah. <laughs> I snort wheeze and he whips his head around and looks right in my direction. At this point, he's probably back to about 80 to 100 yards away in some pretty thick crick bottom vegetation. I'm like, oh man, it worked. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> So he starts to kind of slowly work back off away from me, and I'm losing sight of him, so I do it again. I snort wheeze again, and he kind of looks back again like, hey, 
relax. Okay, I'm getting there. I got to cross this creek. Yep. I don't want to cross. He was getting annoyed. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting a little ticked off. So I'm like, all right, this deer's in the mood. I might be able to make something happen. And he goes to cross the creek and he kind of disappears out of sight. And I'm like, all right, one last move. I'm grabbing the rattling antlers and I'm going to make it happen. So I go to grab the rattling antlers and I catch movement and I look and sure enough, he crosses the creek and he's standing on my side now. Beauty. And here he comes. He's angling 45 degrees right at me. I'm like, oh man, I'm about to get this done. You know, I'm getting fired up my head. I first hate night, when I man. do that because, you know, yeah, I'm like first night, I'm about to get it done. Like this, I can't believe it's going to happen. I feel like I curse myself in my head, but I can't stop the thoughts. No, no. You know, I mean, anybody's going to be that way. I'm like, damn it, stop thinking that. Like, just quit for a second and focus what you have to do. <laughs> so he's coming in, he's angling right at me, and I'm thinking, I'm playing it out in my mind. I'm like, okay, he's going to hit this field edge where it's real thick, and he's going to wonder what was back behind me in the real thick area, and he's going to work this edge right to me. And, you know, I'm going to have a 15-yard shot. I'm yep. playing it out. He comes in, he gets to about 40 yards to a point where I can't shoot him. He's literally facing right at me. And he gets into that tree line where I can't see him any longer. It gets too too thick. And I can hear him stop, and he's making a scrape. I can hear him making a scrape. I can hear him rubbing on a tree. I'm like, this deer's fired up. He's going to come right to me. Oh, yeah. And then it kind of went quiet for a little while. And I didn't hear anything, and it's getting darker. So I took my grunt call. I faced it back behind me and towards the swamp, and I hit a couple grunts. And I thought I heard something coming in at one point, and it just it got too dark, and I never saw the deer. Yep. So that was close call number one on a really good shooter buck. I mean, this deer was wide out past his ears. You know, he was tall. He probably had 10-inch G2s, mm. you know, G3s, just, just as tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, beautiful eight-point. You know, gorgeous deer. So I'm like, all right, now I'm fired up. First day of the trip, I've already seen, you know, Pope and Young caliber buck, and I almost had a shot on him. You know, almost got it done on the bump and dump. Oh, yeah. And I'm 100% positive that was the same deer I jumped because he literally was circling and coming right back into the bed where I jumped. Yeah, no, that makes and sense. He was, he was coming right to it. So I'm like, okay, day one was good. Well, we get a lot of rain that night come in. Big rainstorm goes into the morning. No hunting in the morning. It was just you know, real windy, real rainy, nasty. So we skipped out on the morning hunt, went back out in the evening. I said, I'm going to try it again. I'm bringing out the decoy this time. So yep. I brought out Betsy Buck, sat there, put Joe up on the hillside where he, he come down off that hill through the open woods. And we didn't see anything on day two. But then uh, day three, I figured, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get stuck to this one point because I remember last year in, in Illinois, I saw a real nice buck early in the trip and I just hunted it to death. Yeah, no. well, and I, I had I had two opportunities on it. Yeah, but it was like you know I I don't want to get uh, fall in love with one spot. There's a lot of land out here that we need to figure out. Absolutely, we still need to hunt. We're still learning the area. Yep. So I'm going back. I said, you know what? In the morning, I'm going to go back to what I know and love. The first place we came out here where I killed my buck two years ago, and I we've killed some doe out of there, and we've seen nice bucks. I'm going to go in there in the morning. I know the area well enough. I'm going to hang and hunt. Yep. I get in and I start to try to get to where I need to go and I start walking into some heavy puddles. I mean, big areas of water and I'm like, man, what the hell's going on here? And this is a big, big creek bottom that we hunt. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, uh, it's starting to get up towards the top of my boots and I'm looking around. I'm like, well, there's some dry land over there. I'm going to head up there and I'll, I'll just circle around. I'll get past this puddle and I'll be all right. I'm walking through like for an hour <laughs> looking for this spot. I'm looking on my phone. I'm like, why? Am I not where I need to be? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Like I've hunted here 
a billion times. It's easy to get turned around in the dark, man. Yeah. So and easy. I realized what happened was there's that creek bottom, then it goes up a hill and towards private, and it's just nothing but slash. I mean, like the thickest, nastiest stuff you could imagine. Well, I was in that slash. Oh, yeah. And I found the property boundary, and I'm like, what is going on? I've never seen this before. And then I realized I'm in the slash. I need to go like 50, 60 yards that way. So I start walking, and I hit the edge of the slash, and it's like I hit a lake. I mean, literally as far as I can see, and now it's getting daylight out, as far as I can see in every direction, water. You're in that gray light area. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just water. And I'm like, shit. No. All that rain we got, the whole bottom flooded out. Yeah, what do you do now? Right. I'm like, okay, now I'm screwed. So I kind of worked my way back towards the road, and I got dropped off, so I didn't have a truck. Yeah. Joe was parked probably a quarter mile down the road. And I'm like, all right, well, I kind of want to check this backside of where I just saw that deer the a couple nights before. It all kind of connects. So I'm like, I'm going to check this backside out. I start to walk in there, and I'm on the private property line, and it gets so thick. I'm like, I'm not making it past this point. Now it's like, it's working up on like 7.30. It's, it's daylight for a while. So I'm just, you know what, I'm just going to hunt the ground. It's a nice thick area. I found this really, really nice trail pounded into the ground. Yep. Screw it, I'm going to hunt the ground. I walked down in, set my stuff up. I found this perfect spot to hunt from. Nice back cover. Start getting ready. And as I'm getting ready, I, I hear, plum, plum, plum. I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell was that? And this deer <laughs> comes running at me, this big old nanny doe. Ooh, yeah. She, she was coming right down that trail. That same one I was hunting, if I'd been ready and sitting down, probably would have got a shot opportunity. But yep. since I was standing up, putting my coat on and stuff, still getting ready, she saw something. She actually bounded towards me, and she was only standing 20 yards away looking, like, behind me, not yeah. even looking at me. But she knew something wasn't right, and I couldn't shoot. It was too thick. My bow's laying on the Did ground. Did you come in that way? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe she got your ground sent, but... No. I, I I think she just ended up seeing me. Because oh, yeah. at this point now, I'm standing up in the middle of the open. Yeah. She, she just kind of looked my direction, saw my movement, and then she didn't know what, what she saw, but she didn't like it. Yeah. She started snorting at me. And then she never looked at me, but she just walked off yeah. the way she came from. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Big old mature doe. Maybe there'd be a buck somewhere behind her. You know, I'll just sit down. Yep. Didn't see anything for us in the morning. And then it got kind of cold there for a couple of days. Um, the whole trip, man, the the weather and the, the deer action just didn't match up. I mean, the weather was freezing cold, um, you know, Somewhat relatively calm, not too windy. There was a couple wind days. There were a couple rain days that were real bad that just, you lost maybe half a hunt, like a morning hunt or yeah. an afternoon. But the worst part was it kept flooding out these bottoms of where we were seeing all the deer and having most of our success. Yep. So. It, I mean, it probably pushed them up to the high ground and stuff too. I mean. Yeah, it did. It was pushing them up on the hills. You just got to adjust a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're still trying to adjust to them and we're trying to chase the deer around and First day, uh, my brother Joe shot a doe out of his ladder stand. Um, so there was, right off the bat, we weren't getting shut out. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. Get that done with it. And he was seeing, he kept seeing tons of doe. Well, he sent me uh, a Snapchat that first day. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, this is interesting. He's like, oh, blood trail. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I was watching it. And then the next one was start to finish. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and I started watching it and he was, he just did like the whole track job on Snapchat. I was like, this is really cool. I felt like I was there. <laughs> I skipped right through it. Shout out lie. to Joe. It was cool, man. I liked it. 
He's like, wait, you didn't watch it? I was like, no, nah, man, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I didn't. I just skipped right through your video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, you were taking too long. I was hoping for like a 20 yard track. It was maybe a 30 yard track. <laughs> it was good. It was yeah. good. I liked it. It wasn't very long at all, but I was like, I just skipped through it. But he kept seeing all the dough. And now that uh, there's a new rule, you're only allowed to shoot one doe on all of public land in Ohio. So you're only allowed one public land doe. That's so dumb. So dumb because you, you, where we're at is a three deer area. You're allowed to three kill three deer. You got to be on private. And it has to be either sex, but yeah, you have to kill your other doe on private land. That's a bummer. Yeah, so he can't shoot doe. And he had, he was just covered up with doe almost every day. You know, he kept seeing him. He's like, I keep seeing him crossing the hillside. I keep seeing him on the shelf. Like, you need to come over and kill one of these doe. I'm sick of looking at him. <laughs> you know, and there just was- Just kill them all. I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah. The weird part was, though, it was like a bunch of, bunch of the, you know, mother deer with their yearlings. Mm-hmm. They were still together. They, they didn't kick the yearlings yet. You know, the little bucks were kind of nosing around, but not chasing yeah. that hard. There was one, I think, that we saw the whole time. But there were no- the evening hunts were absolutely atrocious for the most part. Really? Yeah. Besides that first day when I saw that and, and another, uh, probably like day four, had another opportunity in the evening. But like the movement was at last, last light. Yeah. It was almost like early season, you know, where you you don't even see the doe or anything start moving until that last half an hour of light. Yeah. That dark 30 that we that we wait for. That's what pressure will do, man. I think that's what it is. I Honestly. think it was the pressure. Yeah. And I never really thought that before until you just mentioned that's good I that's a good call. Yep. It's just those deer are just too pressured down there. It's public land. Everywhere you There's go. There's gonna be people out there and they're gonna be putting pressure yeah. on stuff everywhere. I mean, you just gotta either find those pockets that they don't really care mm-hmm. and they're in there and they don't get pressure and it's probably gonna be a smaller pocket or you just you have to adjust and you gotta shoot them at last later in the morning. I mean that's Yeah. Mornings were good. I mean there were deer moving, does were moving early. Um, bucks were cruising late, like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah, was a lot of the cruising time that we saw. Um, you know, but the weather was perfect. You couldn't ask for better. Just the 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 rut behavior or the chasing was not there. It just wasn't what you were expecting. Not at all. Yeah, and not not what we've seen in years past. Yeah, and I don't know why that was, but I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, we we started to adjust. We we kind of got out of that. We were sick of well. Joe was sick of getting his feet wet. I had my rubber boots, so I was good. But He was rocking those leather boots. He man. was rocking the leather boots and walking through those puddles every day to get to his stand. And everywhere you went down there in that creek, it was just flooded out. So That'll make you miserable real oh. quick. Having wet feet? Oh, man. He might be getting a toe or two removed from hypothermia <laughs> oh, here within the next couple of days. <laughs> so it got miserable. So we were like, you know what? We'll just have Brubby uh, drop us off at this spot where him and my older brother Russ hunted a couple years back as a drop-off spot. You know, they had success seeing deer there, bucks yep. chasing and stuff. So nice. Like, okay. And we, we get dropped off. And originally where I wanted to go, there's a nice rub. And we start going over the hill and we realize quick, it's a freaking gorge. I mean, giant drop off, 100 feet right now. Ooh. Like, okay, we're not hunting here. No. <laughs> so we just start hiking down the road back to the spot where him and Russ is hunting. He's like, we know we can hunt there. So we hike all the way back down there and we find good spots. And we see nice rubs coming in and out of this little top. Yep. Like, okay, Joe, it's a little knob. It's perfect setup for this wind. The deer should be bedding somewhere on that backside. It's real thick. So he 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 heads off to the right side of the knob, and I head off to the left side of the knob. He saw a little four-corn, like half rack, four-point. Yeah. It was just a little tiny fork thing. A little dinker guy. Chasing a doe around, and uh, right at last light, I had a nice buck come out. Good PA buck. 
I, I guess really a good public Ohio buck if you think about it. He's yeah. Probably 110, 120 class buck. Okay. You know? Respectable. Respectable. But yeah. Not huge. Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy cool about him. Just a plain eight. And he comes out and I had a real quick look at him and I was going to shoot him. At this point, it was like day four of eight. You know, we're halfway. Yep. I'm, I'm I don't, I haven't shot that many bucks, my bow. I'm putting them down. Yeah. You know? I don't, dude, I don't blame you one bit. Absolutely. He'd been my second biggest buck ever. I'm going for it. Yeah. So I, I go to, <laughs> I kind of screwed up because I was wearing double gloves on my right hand, which I've literally <laughs> done maybe once ever in my life. Nope. Stupid. I wear those mittens, that scent lock mitten, and usually my fingers are exposed, but it was so cold. I was like, I'm going to put my light scent lock glove on underneath, which is what I usually do. I'm not a mitten guy, man. I love the mittens. Absolutely Just love them. Wear your light gloves and wear one of them muffs, man. Stick your hand in that muff and you're good to well, go. The problem with that is a deer comes out like that first night and you have your bow in your hand and you're holding, waiting for an hour. Your hands get freaking cold. Yeah. Like badly cold. That's when so, you hold on to one, stick the other one to oh, the other, and then brutal. switch it off. And <laughs> you just gotta, you, know, you gotta be resourceful, man. But I, I did. I, I put the double gloves on, and I forgot to put the mitten up. And I'm trying to fumble with my release and get it on the string. And I, I finally got it on the string. And right when I was about to try to draw back on this deer, it was quickly moving through my lane. I could have drawn back, and my mitten hit the release trigger and it just came right off the string twang that didn't even yeah it just twang right off the string i'm like shit like my arrow didn't even my string didn't even move it yeah. was just literally my my release come right off as soon as i started pulling i'm like son of a bitch oh. and he's gone he went in to the opening and crossed the road and we think it was the same deer to double back ran that little four point off the doe and got on the doe and ran right past Joe at like 15 yards. Yep. And even he said for him, it wasn't a shooter. You know, he's been a lot more fortunate with bigger bucks and, yep. you know, he was holding out for something, obviously not nicer than that, but, um, it went by him at like 15 yards and gave him a perfect shot opportunity. Yep. And I was kind of bummed out, but again, that's for me. My mom's calling me. Oh, mommy. Should I answer and say hi real quick on the yeah, podcast? Why not? Hey mom. Yeah. What are you doing? I am actually currently podcasting. You're on the podcast. Well, you just have fun, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll call you back. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she didn't want to guess the appearance, apparently. No, apparently not. <laughs> she still loves you, I'm sure. I'm sure. Any Hoosleville. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I was pumped at this point. It was like five or six hunts. I had two shot opportunities on on bucks. You know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty excited and. Next couple of days got frustrating, man, trying to hang and hunt in the mornings and trying to jump to new places all the time. Finally, Joe talked me into one morning. He's like, hey, come over here. You know, I'm sick of seeing these doe. They got to go down. I'm like, all right, I'll come over there. And I think I text you because the night before we dropped all the way down past that point. Mm -hmm. and we hunted the swamp bottom because I found a really nice pinch point. I was trying to get a little aggressive on bucks and try to get away me. from people try yep, to get way that's back the big in thing. get away from the people man it's not possible out there yeah i'm convinced it's not possible i've been to the deepest and darkest areas of that place and when it gets nighttime you turn on your flashlight and there's bright eyes everywhere <laughs> oh nice it's like what the hell <laughs> and it could be older sign but yeah the one of the deepest and darkest spots i got to um which was like one of the last days i get all the way back in there and there's a hang on stand 30 yards away yep you gotta be shitting me but anyways, I go over there and I hunt with him. And the day before that, when we were working all the way back to the swamp, I had an opportunity on a doe from the ground. This doe come f feeding right into us. And I had it at like 35 yards and this doe had no clue. 
and it's coming through and it's it's like one opening away and it spotted me it spotted joe but it's just a stupid little doe it has no clue what's going on yep just keeps feeding so finally i go to draw back and it it cleared its head behind this tree faster than i anticipated and i got to about half draw and it just looked right at me mm. i stopped at half draw and just like had to let down you're just holding all that weight I, at that point yeah, <laughs> i tried and then i couldn't and i'm like oh, i dropped down and i'm hiding and it's like what are you <laughs> it turns and gets curious and walks right at me that's good and i'm not drawn back all the way if i'd been drawn back i would have taken the shot oh yeah but i'm not drawn now so she starts walking right at me and i'm like shit I'm in the wide open and she gets to about 20 yards and she turns and she kind of bounced back up the hill to about 30 yards and she starts walking away and I draw back and I get it in and she stops behind some brush. I'm like, damn it, come on. And then she walks out she gets in an open-ish area mm-hmm. and I get my 30 pin that's shaking all over the place at this point. I've been holding back. I'm My leg is totally numb and completely like tingly from standing there, putting all the weight on it. And I'm making more excuses up. I'm sure I have other ones I can use, but I miss. <laughs> I fling one over its back, and I'm like, shit. Oh, man. So the next morning, I go up there again. I'm like, I'm going to go right where that deer was. I start working in, and Joe calls me on the phone. He's like, hey, some guy with the headlights up ahead of you, you should probably just stay short, not get too close to him. I'm like, okay, so I get about 30 yards from where I shot at that doe. First light comes up, that same doe sitting there feeding the same spot again at like 45, 50 yards away. He never left. She never, yeah. She just fed there <laughs> she for fed there all six night. days straight. <laughs> so this deer's there, and I'm like, holy shit, here we go. So the deer starts feeding back towards me again, gets at 30 yards, comes out my lane. I draw back, steady the pin. I think I take a great shot. I let it off nice and easy, and I see my arrow just flail over its back, like two foot over its back. I'm like, what the hell just happened? The deer takes two bounds, looks around, and starts eating again behind this giant tree. I'm like, like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. And I <laughs> see my arrow sticking in the ground. Well, I've had this issue all year long, and I, the only thing I can figure out what happened was when I draw back, if I don't draw back and, and look at my arrow, my arrow does not come all the way to a perfect rest in my, like in the V of my rest. It's kind of gets hung up sometimes on the left-hand side. That's not good. No, it's Poor bad. design. It's really bad. And I've done it shooting in the yard before. I draw back, not pay attention, shoot, and I shoot one all the way over the hay bale oh, back yeah. into the woods. And I'm like, what the hell happened? It's the only thing I can think of because I missed this deer high left by like three feet. Yeah. I mean, what yards. else explains that? I'm like, that's, that's, there's no way. And well, first I'm blaming my bow and I'm blaming my sight and I'm worried because, you know, you're bumping and crushing your bow, working hard in and out, climbing every day. You don't know what happened. I'm like, let me get this deer to 20 yards and I'm taking it out. So I'm waiting. It's feeding at like 25 yards, 26 yards. It's behind a twig here. It's behind a twig there. I'm like, it's killing me. It's like it's driving me nuts. I almost <laughs> drop back like four times. I'm like, just wait. The deer has no clue. It's going to feed right to you in the wide open at yep. 20 yards. So finally, I, I can start feeling my, my phone in my pocket buzzing. Someone's texting me. And I'm like, shit, that's probably Joe texting me. And I look up from that deer and I see two tail come flying up the hill from where he's at towards me. And now the deer I was trying to kill got real nervous and he bounded to like 15 yards in the wide open, but he's on the other side of the tree. Is that a he or a she? I think it was a little button. Okay. But I wasn't sure. Yeah. It, it looked like a little button buck. So regardless, little doe, 
all by itself and it bounds like 15 yards away. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. So now I'm working my way the whole way around the tree to get a shot on this thing. And it's super high alert because these other deer run up the hill and I'm thinking it's a buck chasing a doe. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this one so I don't disturb those two. So I go to shoot the, her, him, whatever he identifies as. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this little doe runs off and I'm like, shit, you got to be kidding me. So now I work my way all the way back around the tree to where these other deer are coming from and they're busting ass up the hill. At this point now I've identified it's a big mama doe and it's yearling with it. And they're closing in right on me. I'm like, perfect, here we go. And then they start quartering away. I'm like, oh shit, no. And then it comes back broadside and she starts bounding. The mom starts bounding. I'm like, perfect time. Draw back, settling in. The mom gets about 20 goes behind a big tree and then cuts up the hill away from me, hard quartering away. Yep. She stops at like 24 yards. I didn't want to take that shot. And then I look over and the little yearling comes out two steps behind that big tree, perfectly broadside 20 yards. So I just went from her, dropped my pin right onto that one, 20 yards, whack, right behind the shoulder. Yep. Smoked it. Toasted. I mean, just smoked her. Perfect shot. I saw the arrow fly right through, laying in the ground. She kind of just trots off and... I can see she stopped about 10 yards from where I shot her, and I could see the hole, and I'm like, okay, you're done. I'm yeah. looking, thinking there's a buck chasing them, and I'm like, perfect. I got them out of the way. There's no buck yet in sight. This is perfect. Here comes the buck. I'll, you know, have another opportunity. No deer ever shows up. So I come to find out Joe, I finally look at my messages. Joe was texting me. Some guy was walking out at 830 in the morning and bumped those two doe right to me. Ooh. Yeah. So thank you to that guy if he's listening. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> He must have had to get to work or something. Something. I don't know what. Um, Unless he got wet or something. He was just real cold in the morning yeah, or it's something. real I mean, wet down in that bottom. You know, his feet yeah, probably freezing him. That's possible. Um, but yeah, they bumped him right to me. I got that dough. And then, um, so I harvested my dough. And now we both got one little dough ball on the board. And uh, we were looking good. No bucks that morning. Uh, next morning, we were hunting close to there, probably 80 yards from that spot. Yep. Up the ridge, more towards the road, where there's a real thick area, we saw some giant rubs. And uh, I was like, perfect. Let's hunt around this, Joe. Yep. He hunts the bottom. I was about halfway up the hill, and Brubby was at the very top in his ladder. So I got a beautiful hanging hunt out of this really nice, I think it was either, a, I want to say it was a maple, just a gorgeous tree, splits at the top. And I was on a hillside, so anything below me was like 25 feet. Yep. So I'm up there. And I'm like, this is just gorgeous morning, perfect conditions, still a little bit of wind, but just like frosty, beautiful. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there all morning long, nothing, didn't see a deer. 9.30 rolls around, Joe texts me, big deer just crossed the field way out ahead of me. I'm like, all right, well, you know, give it some grunts and see what happens. You're in the thick stuff. You can grunt. I'm in the wide open. I, mm-hmm. I can't be grunting. So he grunts a little bit and I'm watching and I'm like, man, your grunts suck. I'll grunt. I'll try to help you out here, kid. so i grunt a couple times and we just sit there and wait and i'm trying to paint a scenario of a couple different bucks in the area so the deer doesn't get you know too suspicious oh yeah grunt call because they're pretty smart out there whenever they're they're pressured as bucks well they've heard it all before i mean they have that's what it is so sure enough i i look down and i can just i can hear him before i can see him i can hear him sloshing through that wet bottom yeah he's coming up the hill to me and i look down and i'm like oh man shooter Right off the bat, I'm like, nice buck. You know, similar to the one I saw the first day. Yeah. Real similar. And he's headed right up the hill right at me. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'm getting, I'm I'm up, I'm ready. My bow's in my hand, range, finding my spots ahead of him, which I already knew what 30 was. 
but he was a little farther out than that. So I was hoping to try to get him within that 45 range. So I'm hitting my spots, 50, 50, 50. And I'm like, shit. And he's <laughs> crossing quick. He's, he's kind of, he took the steeper part of the hill instead of the nice gradual part I was hunting. And he took the steeper part up, which saved his life. And he got to about 50 yards and got around me. So I hurried up and text Joe. I'm like, grunt, hurry. So he started grunting. The deer paid no attention to him. And then our next text was the brub. I'm like, buck coming. He gets up. And I, next thing you know, I look up from my phone and I lost the deer. I'm like, damn, where'd he go? And I hear thwack. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I see the deer and he bounds like four or five times and stops. I'm like, well, did he get him? And I'm looking at the deer wide open. I can't see any visible holes yep. with my bare eyes. My binoculars were just like all f- fogged up and frosty. So I can't see in the binoculars. I'm watching the deer and then the deer eventually just flicks his tail and walks away. Yep. I'm like, shit. Yeah, you Sounded know what that like was. a miss. Yep. So I text Brub again like, hey, man, what's up? But, you know, it, it looked like a miss. It, what happened? And I didn't get any answer for like an hour. And I see him get out of his stand. Well, I didn't see him in his stand, but I see him like walk over the hill and he picks up his air and he's looking at it and puts it back in a quiver, goes back up. So what happened was Brub, because of uh, previous surgeries, he's shooting a crossbow, which he hates, by the way. Well, you got to do what you got to do. He's like, I have no idea why anybody that's capable of using a compound bow would ever want to shoot one of these things. They're bulky. They're annoying. There's like no good way to carry them or hold them. He's like, they're just terrible. But, yeah, he can't draw back a bow. That's his way of getting out bow hunting. I totally yeah. respect that. So he's bummed out about it. He was like, basically, this deer was coming right to me. He said he was at 40 yards. I put my scope on the other side of the tree where he was going to cross, and he never showed up in my scope. And apparently he veered off different direction once he hit yep. that big tree. So he pulled down his scope and looked and, and realized the buck was kind of getting away. Yeah. So he picked the next best opening. And he thought it was open enough, and when he shot, the arrow deflected. Yep, and, that'll do. Uh, it. He missed by like he said the arrow landed like twenty feet away from the deer. That's so why the deer didn't even know <laughs> he was shot at. Yep, yep. Had no clue. He probably but, heard that noise, but yeah, he heard else. the noise go off. But I mean, there's all kinds of cracks and stuff that go off in oh, the woods. Yeah. yeah. So that was um that was close call number three for me. That was the third buck <laughs> and nine hunts that got within fifty yards. That's wild, dude. You know, I was. Oh, man, I was I was pumped because it was really cool. Absolutely. I Those mean, are really good odds, man. That's like, mm-hmm. what is that, 33%? Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's, yeah, odds. 33% yeah, chance three good of bucks. you're that's, going to see a buck. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd I mean, take those hell. odds any day. Yeah, and with three guys, yeah, we almost got another Pope and Young buck down. I mean, usually we go on these trips, we have five, six guys. Yeah. You know, and we get one deer. Yeah. And 10 hunts, or 10 days. Public land's hard, man. That pressure yeah. and everything. I mean, you just, you got to either grind it or just yeah. really know what you're doing. I mean, to get something done, but. What was cool about that too is, um, you know, I, Brub had a really good trip too. Cause he, you know, even though he missed that deer, he was still positive about just seeing and getting a shot opportunity on a nice buck. And, yep. You know, he's bummed out by what happened. What are you going to do? You know, it's a deflection. It's nothing you can do. Yep. But a couple of days prior, he saw an absolute giant. He was, uh, he was grunting. In the middle of the day, just blind grunting. Yeah. And he hit the grunt call three times, just a blip, blip, blip. And uh, he said he heard all this crashing and banging. And he looks over and he saw these two squirrels running around and thought it was them. <laughs> what the hell? And he goes to lift his grunt call to hit it a fourth time. And he hears crash, 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 bang, bang. And he's like, what the hell? And he turns around. There's this giant buck standing 15 yards away, wide open. And he's got his crossbow in his hands down by his hip. 
and there's nothing he can do. Oh, boy. And this giant is just staring at him. He's like, shit. So he said he tried to, like, as slow as he can, try to get turned and get his crossbow up. And the buck made him out and just yeah, took off. That up ain't the hill. happening. He said it scaled this, like, cliff, 30-foot cliff wall. He just scaled right up and took off. That's crazy. And he then, was probably better off just waiting for that thing to just yeah. let him go. You know, just kind of write him off and just keep moving along and then try that to would have been his best bet but even that probably wouldn't happen you get so excited when you see stuff like that i mean you're just like i, I if i move slow enough i know i can get this mm-hmm. up you know but it just sometimes it doesn't work out yeah so the next morning the he went back after him and he told us it was a really nice big eight point you know and we didn't really know how big he meant you know he wasn't too excited about it because he didn't get a real good look at him as soon as he saw his antlers he focused on trying to kill him he yep. takes his eyes right off he just knew he was big and tall yep so the next morning he was hunting that same area and he come out and there were a couple guys from new york there that shot that buck and they did not find him they said Uh, it was low and it looked forward and they thought brisket shot yep right through that brisket no man's land they tracked for like 800 yards with crazy blood and then eventually just ran out of blood see even that front brisket shot i don't I shot a deer there one time by accident. I think it was a deflection that actually ended up sending it through that front brisket. And there was there was blood, but it wasn't like crazy blood. And they're not going to mm-hmm. bleed a whole hell of a lot. That's just muscle tissue and fat. And, right. You know, it's just a low wound. Any low wound yeah. is going to produce a lot of blood. Get that real greasy arrow on there mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, he kind of laid off that area for a little while and started hunting over towards us. And that's when he had the opportunity on the next buck. Um, you know, where he shot and missed, but it was second to last night we were there. I want to say it was like day seven of the trip. Yeah. Joe and I are coming back from picking up a pizza at night and we're driving through the campground and we go right past that same area where he had been hunting that deer. And we come around the bend and I went, Oh my gosh. I said, Joe, monster, monster. And he's messing with, he's playing on his phone or something, Facebook, whatever he's doing. Like, he's driving. I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. I'm gonna, driving. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like smacking him. I'm like, monster, monster. And we get around the bend and the headlights get on this thing and we're like 10 feet from it. Oh. And it is just a giant. I mean, we're talking like 15 inch G2s. Oh my. To the sky. I mean, we was one of them bucks, like, you know how them. I always relate it to like that Kansas look where the deer, like you, you can see from the side, the main beam comes up before the main beam can even turn. It's just that G2 just spikes straight yeah, up and out. Like, yeah, Just straight up. And I mean, that thing was like 15 inches long, no exaggeration. And the G3s were like 10 to 12 inches long. Jeez. And it's just like, like a picket fence of antlers. And then that last point was probably three to five inches. Yeah. He was a 10 point. Just clean a solid ten, buck, man. Super solid, giant, giant frame buck. And he's standing there like 10 feet away and he just turns and goes right up back into the hunting zone. <sighs> it wasn't even on private or anything. No. It wasn't a no hunting. He was in the hunting zone. Yeah. Like a couple of nights before I sent you a picture of a real nice buck that we saw back in the campground. That yep. doesn't get me excited. That's like 10 miles from you know, exaggeration, but that's a long ways from where we can actually hunt. Right. So that doesn't get me too excited. But that deer coming off the hunting zone and then going back into the hunting zone. That's interesting. At like eight o'clock, two hours after dark. I'm like, oh man. He's, if he's in there and he's, and he's moving, he's, he's killable, but mm-hmm. that's just so hard to tell. I mean, I was looking at the maps and stuff where you were. There's some thick, thick jungles chilling in there, man. And you know jungle. what? I guarantee they're laying in there and they're not mm-hmm. getting killed. 
No, that deer, you know, I think he was just a really aggressive buck, and that's what got him shot in the first place. Yeah. But I, I, that might have wised him up, and he might have went a little more nocturnal after yeah, that. Yeah, he knows different now. So we went after him. You know, unfortunately, the next day it rained and rained, and we got that freezing rain. That was that, that Thursday with a big storm come through. Yep. We got that bad rain. And down there, we didn't get the snow like we got up here. We just got all freezing rain and then really heavy rain and wind. And that morning after seeing them, we did not go out. Yeah. And we, I went out, I got up and I went to take a step out and I stepped on that, the little steps coming out of the camper and almost fell on my ass. I mean, it was totally covered in ice. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not going in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's still spitting, freezing rain. Everything's frozen. So I'm like, all right. So that evening, uh, the Brubster and I, we went out. We decided we're going out in the rain. We don't care. You know, it was warm, but it was just rain, no wind. Yeah. Perfect. So we went out. I took this trail and I just walked this nice open trail the whole way through this jungle. I walked over a mile and it was literally nothing but this nasty, thick, crazy stuff that deer are going to live in. And I jumped a couple doe. Yep. I almost pet this doe. I thought it was going to be one of them <laughs> moments. Like you see, man, I come, I'm walking out and I'm busting ass to get out of there and I'm, I got the light on and. I come around the corner and this deer walks out of that thick, nasty stuff onto the trail at like eight yards. And I didn't really slow my pace. I just kept going. Like, see how close I can get to this deer. Finally, she realizes what I am and she looks up at me. And at this point, I'm like five paces from her. And I'm looking at this little tiny deer. <laughs> and I'm, I kind of hesitate at this point. I'm like, am I going to be able to pet you? Like, what's going on, deer? <laughs> and I start to creep in closer and it just takes off. <sighs> But I was like, that's pretty cool. That would have been cool. I was like, I thought I was going to pet this deer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But. I've seen people pet them on Facebook, man. Yeah, they that's what like, I was. Hey, little guy. Yeah, like they come right up and you yeah. pet them and stuff. I thought that was going to be me. I'm like, this is my moment. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was a close call. But Seems was, like it. It's pretty much it, man. That wrapped up our trip. You know, the, the weather uh, kind of took over from there. The next morning, we thought about getting out, and there was about 20-mile-per-hour gust of winds and with a solid 10 to 15-mile-per-hour winds the next morning with yep. this spitting, freezing rain stuff. And we were like, no, let's just get packed up and go home, man. Joe yeah. had to work that evening, and yeah, it was a bummer. bummer. None of us got a buck, but we all had – I mean, Joe probably had the least opportunity at a, you know, a nice big buck. But, yeah. he, you know, Brub and I, we had pretty close opportunities. Brub took a shot. You know, had a run in with a giant and, you know, we really secured this area as potential to come back in the future. Yeah. Where before we just had that creek bottom. And the problem is we even talked about going into this year, you know, if it's as rainy as it's been, it's going to be flooded out. So that's why me and Joe went up that Sunday just to scout it, make sure yep. it wasn't flooded. I'm like, no, it's just puddles. Well, even after all that rain, we did end up hunting back in there. Um, I had a close call on a deer that I have no idea what it was. It was too dark. But I ended up getting my ground sent way back in there. And after like two or three days after the rain, it, it receded enough. If you had rubber boots, you could walk all the way back in there, which yep. I think separated me from. And there was no one else hunting back there. Yeah. Like even Joe came back to me the one night and got his feet wet. And he's Sometimes like, I'm that's all back. you need, man. Mm -hmm. You just need that one barrier that's going to stop. 90% yeah. of the people, and that sometimes your ticket, man. Yeah, there was enough water in there. People didn't want to go walking through there. Yeah. It took me an hour to walk like a, a three-quarters of a mile back in there just because yeah. you're swamping through stuff. But Yeah, that's rough. You know, we got enough bunch of new places to hunt, and we saw big deer in all of them. So all in all, it was a really good, successful trip in that sense. I mean, when you have three guys, 
covering that much ground, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard enough as it is. Yeah, it to is. To get a buck on public land. Yep. You know, we're against the odds, but it was cool. Yeah. It was a great trip. Had a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, it was a bummer that it was just the three of us. You know, I like when there's more of us there. It's a better camaraderie. Oh, yeah. You know, no, for experience, sure. experience, but it is for what sure. it is. I was hoping you up. and Anthony were going to come down and visit. Man, I was hunt. going to, but I decided, and I'm glad I did now. I'm just, I decided to get my leaves done. <laughs> and now your yard's covered and again. Now my leaves. yard's covered again, which is very, very cool. I like that. <laughs> well, you guys hunted here, though. Yeah. Um, we hunted that last Saturday of our season. We had that Monday, and I considered going out, but I just did some other stuff then, too, because I didn't have a great experience on Saturday. Yeah. You want to talk about it? <clears throat> I do, because I think it's a good learning experience for people. So, me and Anthony went out, and we went to a local spot that I have, and it's actually a spot where Anthony shot his buck this year. I've hunted a couple times. You hunted it once, and Mm -hmm. there's deer there. There always is deer there, and uh, we hung a double set. It was good. We were just hanging out. It was super cold. I mean, I even considered not going out. It was that cold. (laughs) I didn't even, like, I wore, like, my camo jacket. That was it. I just threw on, like, my Carhartt bibs, and I just, dude, I was bundled. And I was pretty toasty for a while, but it was chilly. And you guys were just doe hunting, so. We were just doe hunting, exactly. Yeah. We both had doe tags, and we were out there, and we were just bearing that wind. It was howling, dude. And uh, I don't know. We we kind of, we bullshitted a little bit, and we were just kind of hanging out, and it was getting close to the dark, and we were like, man, we're not, we're not going to see anything. You know what I mean? It's probably 45 minutes before dark. And then next thing you know, Anthony's tapped me. He's like, here comes some does, here comes some does. And I, I look, and I'm kind of looking, and I can see like one or two come, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They were, I don't know, 120 yards out. They didn't yeah. look like they were going to come our way. And then next thing you know, just like a freaking line of does, dude. There were does everywhere all of a sudden, and they were <laughs> probably 60 yards maybe, give or take, feeding around, just hitting all those acorns. And uh, we were just watching them. There was no real being in the game at that point and more does started coming from the left more does started coming from the right they're freaking we were covered up yeah and we were just watching them watching them and then a real little dinker buck i don't know forky six point something like that he wasn't anything he comes in and uh starts playing around with him a little bit pushing him around and everything and a bigger doe i'm assuming a mama starts working her way towards us and she kind of does like this big loop right in front of me so she's coming straight at me, and then she's quartering away real hard, and she's going back. And <laughs> I don't know if I was just cold or if I was excited that I was going to get a shot. I don't know. I couldn't get my bow back. <laughs> you know, you do that pull, and I was like, oh, oh and I couldn't get my bow back. And I, like, Anthony was laughing at me. I could hear him physically laughing. He's like, <laughs> what's going on? <clears throat> and I let it down, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to force this thing back. And I just, I just, like, incredible hulk to do. I'm surprised I didn't pull the string off the bow when I got it back. But uh, she ended up stopping at 25 yards. Slight, slight quarter, not, like, real hard or anything like that. And I away? just Yeah, right. away. Yeah. And I just settled that pin right in that crease. And I let it fly and smashed her, man. Absolutely smashed her. Mule kick, took off running probably 25 yards and was literally getting ready to bed down. And I was like, that's it. She's toast. And the next thing you know, that buck just hopped right on her trail and started going right to her. And, you know, he just got her right up out of her bed. She was going to lay there and die. Got her up, and he just pushed her and pushed her and pushed her, and I was watching. They went out of sight at probably, you know, 100, 
130, 140 yards or something like that. And at that point, you could tell, like, she wasn't slowing down. He was mm-hmm. on her, dogging, dogging, dogging. <clears throat> and uh, I was a little nervous about that. But I was like, you know, I shot her good. Everything's going to be fine. So we're sitting there. And next thing you know, another doe can start coming right towards mm-hmm. the stand. And I was like, oh, Anthony, get ready. Get your bow, you know. And he got his bow ready. And I'm just sitting there and I'm ranging, ranging. I'm just calling out numbers to him. 26, yeah. you know, 24, 19, 17, you know. It's just walking right to the base of the tree. And it gets probably like eight yards and just turns broadside like it was <laughs> meant to be. And he just hammers it, you know, just slams it. There was so much force when it went through. You know, typically you get a pass through. Like it might stick in the ground. It mm-hmm. might just kind of cruise out and be laying on the ground. That one went through so hard and so fast. It slammed into a log and it was sticking perfectly straight up out of the log, just like jammed in there. I was like, oh, man. And that deer, I don't know, ran 40 yards and was just standing there. We were watching it. And I was like, it's going to go down. Like, don't worry, you know. It was just standing there. wasn't doing anything. He's like, you know, what's going on? And I was like, just wait. And it started doing that wobble. Mm-hmm. And then it was just toast. And we were high-fiving and celebrating. We were like, yeah, we just doubled up, you know. And then uh, we got down, went over and got his. And I could see my arrow out ways that you know that nocturnal which is glowing and he got it his and i was like all right well let's take it to the edge of the woods and then we'll go over and check my arrow and everything you know see what's going on and we walked straight to the arrow because it was dark i didn't even go to the shot site went over to the arrow and there was just freaking blood everywhere she was pouring out both sides just like hmm. freddy krueger blood dude mm-hmm. and we were like all right well he was pushing her Probably just died somewhere because, I mean, there was so much blood, I couldn't imagine that she wasn't dead. We're like, we'll just get your deer out. We'll go. We were going to meet up with the wives and the girlfriends and stuff and go out and get something to eat. We went out and did that, and then we decided to come back. And we were tracking it, and it wasn't blood that you have to be looking for. Like, we were just walking. It was like a carpet of red blood. Walking, walking, walking. And then it started to get a little less, you know, when she was getting down towards the creek probably been 200 yards by now that she ran i was like she's gonna be laying any over the next ridge everything you know and then she hit got into the creek and at that point it was like all right spotty 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 she's staying in a creek she's literally going straight down the creek and i'm like oh man spitting out both sides but you'd find a drop a drop a drop and you'd see when she'd get up on the side she'd start bleeding again and then she'd get back in the creek and she was going under some of the logs in the creek, and I know it was just washing blood off because when she would get back on the other side, it was real watery. Like, you could oh, almost yeah. barely make out the drops of blood. And we were following her, and we got to a point where it was just getting, it was so dark, and you could, I don't know, it was just one of those nights that was really freaking dark, even with the headlamps and stuff. We were like, let's just back out, we'll come back in the morning. And we literally said that, and a coyote went off. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man. So we decided to back out anyway, and we came back the next morning. Went straight to that spot. I marked it on Onyx, Last Blood. Went in and found where she, found right where we were and just started getting back on blood again. Started bleeding again. And she would bleed real good for probably <clears throat> four or five feet. And then you get crazy spotty again. Mm. Like you're looking for pinpricks. Yeah. And then she'd start bleeding again. And then back down to pinpricks. I'm like, what is like going on right now, you know? And eventually just led into nothing. Don't know how that deer didn't die. I mean, I had my tracker on on Onyx, and I walked just grid searching probably four and a half miles. Hmm. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just covering the whole area as best I could. Anthony had to go. He had to leave for West Virginia and go back down to work, and 
I kept going right after he left. I kept going for probably two and a half hours, just grid searching this whole area. Never found a thing. I don't know what happened. It was crazy, crazy. but you know, I feel like it's learning experience because even when you think you make a great shot, if there's a circumstance that's out of your control, like that buck, she was laying there getting ready to bed and die. That buck got her up, started running her. She just must've got adrenaline, just wanted to get away from him. I don't Mm -hmm. know. No idea how that happened, but yeah, no, I didn't find her. So bummed about that, man. It's absolutely wild. I I don't know the way you explain it and everything. And the only thing I can figure is you got that, that one long quartering away. Dude, there was so much blood spraying out both sides. I don't know what happened. It's crazy. Sometimes, like you said, it's, it's tough because you're in, I mean, a lot can happen when you're shooting an arrow at a deer, you know, even with the slightest, maybe it hit a rib. And just took off at a different angle, redeflect. Dude, you know? I don't know. I I don't it's know. Tough. Like I slammed her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've done it before. Yeah. I've hit deer perfect. I'm like, oh, that deer's dead. But you know, it goes back to a lot of a lot of the things that we you know went in doubt back out. Or you know, if you don't see the deer go down, you really gotta you yeah. know you gotta think that it's gonna need some time to die. Well, like we went we went out to eat. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. even track it after we found my arrow. We were just like, we'll just go out to eat and we'll come back. So we gave her probably two and a half hours on a shot that I was positive she was dead on. Yeah, and you had great blood. All over the place. That's why I was like, we'll just come back and we'll just walk right to her and find her. Yep. Which, I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. You know, you did the right thing. You gave her time. Yeah. You didn't know. see her go down. You knew that buck was pushing her, which I think all in all ended up was the main reason you didn't find that I deer. think so, too. That's the only thing I can think of. Because even if she would have bedded down again at any point, he was going to just keep nosing mm-hmm. her. Well, she never bedded down. Yeah. So he just kept running her. He just kept running her and running her. I just, it's like if you jump a deer, mm-hmm. they're going to go forever. Yep. You know, unless you get clever enough to sneak up on them and get another shot, they're going to just keep going. And it is what it is. Or you keep jumping them and they just, they don't die. I don't. It's tough, man. That's archery hunting. Unfortunately, yeah. you do it long enough, you're going to have these kind of experiences more times than you like. Oh, no, absolutely. You, it, know. And, you know, it's happened to me before. It hasn't happened a whole lot, but, you know, it, it's happened to me before. Like you said, if you've been bow hunting any period of time, you're going to lose a deer once in a while. Yeah. Just That's a bummer. Is. Yeah, it's a bummer. Especially you. Know. you. I mean, you, you're trying to get meat in the freezer. Yeah, sir. Trying to fill some, some doe tags and do the right thing by getting some meat for... You and your family and uh, unfortunate circumstances happen to hit you again. Seems to be the year of unfortunate circumstances for you. Yeah, it does. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. I don't know what's going on with me <laughs> now, man. You know, but you need to go like uh, do some kind of ritual in your backyard, <clears throat> like <laughs> slay a chicken or something. <laughs> don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look up some good voodoo rituals. If anyone has any out there, send them our way. Send them our way. We'd be more than happy to. No. <laughs> I'll send Try you a video of me got. trying it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know. Rifle season's coming up. Yep. I still got doe tags. I'm trying clean house, I guess. I don't know. I'm pumped. I've gone up to camp. I got two doe tags up there still. I got one up there. And I can uh I can feel them first week. Yeah. Unlike most people are gonna be out hunting bucks, which it's nice because I feel my buck tag, so it's mm-hmm. I don't have to sit on the sidelines for the first week. I can go up there and try to Use keep it. slaying away some yeah. doe. I'm like I've had a pretty good year, though, and all in all, in recap, I've, I shot three deer this year in PA, you know, two doe and a buck, and I got a, a doe out in Ohio, so I've got four deer Yeah, this year, so another good year. I think I have I think I got four last year and three the year before that or something like that. Yeah, so, not too shabby, man. Man, it's getting it's getting to be a lot of fun, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I just, I love it in general anyway, so I'm not. I'm sad to see it go. Like, I, I got back from Ohio, and I was just like, 
man, you know, and I, I'm not done yet archery hunting. I'm sure I'll get back out over to Ohio, somewhere closer to home. Yeah. Here, hopefully, if the weather changes and we get some decent weather to go out. We'll go. I got a tag, too. So does Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not spend all that money on the license and tag? I'd like to go out and kill a buck, even if it's nothing special. I'd just like to, you know, for one, I'd like to shoot deer. I like, <laughs> I like to, to shoot deer. deer, too, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Um, but yeah, it was a good, good year recap. Um, rifle season's coming up. Excited for that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I like, I like rifle season for the camaraderie, honestly, Mm -hmm. like going to camp and hanging out with people. And even if you don't go to camp, doing deer drives and stuff like that, I just think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the part. I mean, especially with our camp and stuff, a bunch of people come up and we usually have quite a bit of fun. So that's definitely uh, something I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. It's bear season right now. It is. It started today. So good luck to any of the bear hunters out there. Yeah. Like to see some bear on the ground. I would. Get one, uh, send them our way. We'd like to see some pictures. Yeah. Or if you want to come on and talk about it. Same for the people who were archery hunting this year. The mm-hmm. season's over for archery. It's not over for deer season. You still got late season. But, you know, if you had a cool story, you want to tell us about it, you know, send us an email, reach out to us either way. And, you know, maybe you can come on the podcast, tell us. If you don't want to do that, maybe just write it out, send us a story. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to start getting some people on again now that deer season's over. and our schedules, Yeah, or a lot less hectic. Yeah. You know, I was hunting like every day and you were switching jobs over, which is always tough. Yeah, it was rough. And then I was out of town for 10 days or whatever. So. I was sad. We're trying to get these pumped (laughs) out. (laughs) Do the best we can. We'll be getting more consistent again, guys. I know we were doing every week before Mm -hmm. and then deer season hit and we kind of got a little spotty for a second but you know what we're gonna go right back to being consistent don't you worry yep i'm sorry to all the people that are out there waiting for our episodes on thursdays you know sometimes we just can't do it <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you know sometimes we shoot a deer and we gotta go out and track you know yeah. it, it's tough happens. life it's tough life it's hunting season but it's over we'll try to uh, focus back on our guests now and um rifle season and everything else recaps and hopefully some more good stories coming your way absolutely and if there's a guest you guys want to hear Reach out and tell us about it. I mean, I'll reach out to them and try and get them on the best I can. I mean, yep. if you guys want to send us a couple checks for like a couple hundred dollars, I'll stop bribing people to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't turn it down. <laughs> come right out to Charles Headland. I'll H-E-D. just start bribing people with like Domino's <laughs> pizzas or something. Perfect. Yeah, I'll just send it right to their house. Pittsburgh sandwiches and Icy Light. Mm, no Icy Light for me. <laughs> anyway. Right, yep. Let's wrap it up. Um, anything else you want to talk about? You want to touch base on recap of the season? or No, I'm good, man. I, I I know I let you talk a lot on this episode, but I didn't have a whole hell of a lot to say. I just like listening to deer stories. I was yeah. kind of listening, man. I, I had a bunch of them from the trip, which was cool. Yeah. No, I like that. I was trying to save them in my mind. Like, oh, I want to talk about this. Yep. I want to talk about that. I can ramble on about anything, but I had 10 days worth of stories in there. So it was a beautiful thing, man. We fit it in. It worked. I like it. Now I'm back home to do nothing <laughs> but watch the snow. We got a lot more snow up here, and now it's all gone. Yeah, pretty much the belting today. Hopefully it's up to camp still. I'd like to have a nice snowy first day of rifle. That'd be beautiful. Oh, it's supposed to stay cold, so it might happen. We'll see what yeah. happens, you know. But So for the best, good luck, guys. Hopefully you uh, get it done in rifle season if you didn't get it done in archery season, or if you've been waiting for rifle season to come around. Absolutely. Go get them. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. You can also send us an email at the Whitetail Distraction Podcast at gmail.com. 
feel free to reach out. We still have hats available. Mm-hmm. We like talking to people. You can just say, hey. You can say, we don't like you. You can say, <laughs> you're the best. I want to be your best friend. We need friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're doing this. <laughs> anyway, but you know, the rest of the season's coming up. Good luck to everybody and uh, have fun. Shoot, shoot straight and be safe. That's right. The distraction's real. Distraction's real.